Don't be scared. Mm-mm, don't be scared. And now, the BGC Sports Network presents the Shake Back with Willie Epting Jr. Here we go, baby. Words such as unprecedented, COVID, pandemic, social distancing, I am tired of using and hearing other words that I am sick and tired of hearing. Unarmed, gunned down, savage, looks like, appeared as. Willie Epting Jr. Shakeback Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Once again, it is on back in the hizzy. It has been a week or two since I talked to you guys. I so appreciate y'all working with me, man, with this. Uh, the network, man, we had to do our business with the NFL Draft. What a night that was for the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Man, we got a lot to get into, man. And when I tell you a lot... I mean a lot, and I am not going to have a whole lot of time to talk what I really want to talk about, which is the NFL draft. What's up, Michael James Hamilton II? We're going to get on that, bruh. Um, but we're going to talk some real-life stuff, and we're going we're gonna to wrap it around um, some football as well and maybe a little basketball, but um, we got some real-life stuff to talk about what's going on in this country. Before we go any further, this first segment of the ha- uh, I'm sorry, of the Shake Back Sports Show is being brought to you by Cartopause. Philly stress, well, you're not alone. Stress is an unpleasant part of life, so call Cartopause. Cartopause is committed to providing individuals, groups, ministries, and businesses with great space solutions. Visit CarterPause.org and discover real solutions for life. Man, look, I appreciate all y'all out there on Facebook Live checking me out. Ken, the baddest barber in the game. What's up? What's up, big sis? Cora Allison, we miss you, woman. Um, Look, I'm going to dive right into this because uh, today uh, and any other day, uh, specifically as of tape time, this would have been the 25th birthday of one Ahmad Arbery. And uh, in case you guys have been under a rock or so distanced socially as to you do not know what's going on in southern Georgia, let me just break it down to you real fast. Ahmad Arbery was 24 years old jogging through his neighborhood when two unarmed by the way uh when two white gentlemen Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael saw him running through the neighborhood and said that he looked like the suspect that was um apparently breaking into houses and burglarizing uh, domiciles in the neighborhood in which they lived in South Georgia. This happened February the 23rd. This came out the week of May the 8th. That is two and a half months later. Now, I understand we've been in a pandemic, but, but anyway, so here we have it. He was set to turn 25 years old as of tape time. He didn't make it. 
And it's Mother's Day weekend. He didn't make it. Um, the uproar and the outrage of said event has spawned more of the same from what we've seen from the Fidel Castro's of the world. I mean, not Castro, Fidel. Uh, uh, I can't think of the gentleman's name up in Minnesota. Um, but yeah, all all of the young black men and women and children. Who have uh, died because of gunfire, some sort of violence um, at the hands of people in authority. And you see me doing that in quotes on Facebook Live. Um, You know, now we have these hashtags out again. And I'm sick of hashtags. I'm really sick of hashtags. Can we come up with a hashtag that says hashtag no more hashtags for these types of events that are continuing to occur in our country? our country it's our country we are the united states of america okay so first and foremost let me let me back up a minute because I'm, I'm already heated and i ain't got a whole lot of time um so you might have to check it out the rest of it out on the podcast shake back sports anchor all that other stuff but let me get back to the matter at hand first and foremost our hearts prayers well wishes condolences anything that can symbolize with sympathy empathy and compassion go out to this man his family everybody that's connected to him that includes you and I in some weird way and if you really want to break it down that connection is to all of us because this happened in the United States of America and you know what I'm I don't want to do it I don't I, I, I don't I, I don't want to do it but I have to because I believe in what the book says thoughts and prayers go out to the McMichaels and all that they're connected to really and truly we have to we we have to say that but we can't just say it we got to believe it if we are a follower of Jesus Christ we must do that that is a commandment we do not have a choice now we can be angered and all those other things and rightly so but we have to do that as well so let's just fast forward this thing from February the 23rd until the time that you're watching this on Facebook Live right now, and you will ultimately hear this over the airways of the Big Game Christian Sports Network, as well as the podcast uh, podcasting platforms. Um, February 23rd, this is when it's happened. We didn't, we as the general public or the rest of the country, did not get wind of this until the weekend of Mother's Day or the week of Mother's Day. And this, look, I'm not a politician. Uh, I'm not a lawmaker. I'm not any of those things. I am a man. I am a Christian man. I am a husband. I am a father. I am a friend. I am a cousin. I'm all those things. So I'm not, I'm not trying to qualify myself as a politician. But here's where we are with this, ladies and gentlemen. How in the world is it, whether there's a pandemic going on or not, that these guys have now just now started to be uh, just now start to being dealt with why is it they are just now being charged for this horrific and really cowardice act if you ask me and you can ask me or not I'm gonna give it to you anyway because I'm just that type of fella so here we are and I saw on a report or in a report on Friday 
that no bond had been set. Sus. Say what you will about that. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily say that these guys are going to get convicted or not. Say what you will about that, but that's not really the point. The point is that we're living uh, in 2021, and the racial overturns that continually plague this country, this world, this society, these communities is never more rampant than it has ever been in our lifetime. Those of us that were born in the, you know, 70s, 80s and maybe the 90s, we haven't we this is this is a different way of of, of seeing it. And I grew up the first part of my life in Oakland, California, oblivious. Moved to Louisiana, saw a bunch of changes. As I got older, my eyes became more open to certain things. I was in the military, all those things. So when you look at it from the standpoint of where, how, how can, how in the world could this have happened? Number one, because of what a man looks like. Oh my gosh. Because of what they quote unquote feared. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, that's not enough. They, their lives weren't even in danger. Their lives were not even in danger. He was running away from them. And they hunted him down. And picked a fight with him. Now what would have happened if he had a a, a weapon? What would happen then? We'll never know. But But what really irks me about this, about this whole thing. Um, well, there are several things, but the one, the number one thing that irks me about this whole thing is that a man is dead. A man is dead, senselessly dead. Okay. Um, no opportunity to celebrate anymore with his family. Was not able to celebrate his birthday, which came on May the eighth, as of tape time. Don't know if don't know if he had any kids. I haven't seen the reports that he had any kids, so I'm going to presume that he didn't. Won't have an opportunity to <laughs> what the Bible says: be fruitful and multiply. He will not have that opportunity because he was robbed of it. His life was taken away from him. His life was cut short. And I just started thinking: he's tw- he was 24 years old. I was 24 years old once. And what this kid was doing at 24, I've done things at 24 that's way worse than what he was doing and wasn't caught. And he, you can't really say that he was caught because he wasn't doing anything wrong. So this is what I want to post to you guys out there, especially watching on Facebook. Shannon, how you doing? Um, just like, just say for instance, that. This individual, Mr. Arbery, just say, for instance, that what they are alleging, the, uh, the, the McMichael boys, just say for a second, split second, that they what they said was correct, that he was breaking into to places uh, in the neighborhood. Oh, by the way, they said that the house that he supposedly was a suspect that looked like of or breaking into this house was a house that was under construction. But just say that he did do what they say he did. 
does, does the fact that they were able to bear arms, which you have the right to do in this country, do you have the right to bear arms, get into your vehicle, chase down somebody, confront them, tussle with them, and then ultimately shoot them? That's what I want you guys to think about. That's what I want us to think about from that standpoint. If he did do that, did this punishment fit the crime? Anybody out there that says, yes, I need you to I need you to holler at me for real because you need prayer and I will pray with you and for you. If you think that that punishment fit the alleged crime and I'm saying, what if he did do it? If you think that that was justifiable, holler at me. We need to talk. You can come on the show, whatever. I don't care. So, you know, at this point, I saw a report on um, on Friday that Tom Brady, Steve Kerr, and some other athletes are supposedly doing something in order to facilitate some sort of whatever uh, because of this. You know what? I hate to say this, ladies and gentlemen, but that's what it's going to take. It's going to take my brothers and sisters of a lighter shade than me. Okay? It's going to take my brothers and sisters that are a lighter shade of me and with influence to stand up and say look this is wrong we're tired of this this is this is no more this is not fun anymore this isn't i mean not that it's ever really been fun but as far as coming up with these catchy hashtags all that stuff is over that is what it's gonna take because we as black people yeah we are pissed and rightly so and i'm not saying white people are not pissed but what i am saying is in order for an effective change to take place it's going to take people that can affect policy change policy in order for this to change and until it does it could lead to some other things that i don't think any of us are really prepared to do um, I will protect me and mine to the hilt. I don't care if you're black, white, orange, cream colored, icicle, it don't matter. I will protect me and mine. And you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? All y'all out there watching and have supported me, and even if you haven't supported me, that includes you. Look, that's going to wind it down for segment one here on the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. I appreciate y'all checking me out on Facebook Live. I can't shout all y'all out right now, but come on back on the other side of the break. We're going to get into some NFL, I promise. And then in the third segment, we got some more real-life stuff to talk about. So y'all make sure y'all check us out, man. Big Game Christian Sports Network, Shake Back Sports Show, Willie F.T. Jr. Y'all come back and holler at your boy. And we welcome you back to the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. To the dopest engineer on the planet, 
Big day, what's going on, sports fans? All around the rock, what's happening? Just in case you missed it in the first segment, man, I was talking about the senseless and the tragic incident that took place down in South Georgia. Uh, make sure you guys check that out, man. I, I, I was on fire about that. I still am. And uh, as, a, as a black man in, in this country, it, it just it continues to boggle my mind that we're still dealing with these types of issues. Um, before we go any further in the second segment, it is being brought to you by the Big Game Christian Sports Network. That's right. Big deals and big savings. That's what everyone is looking for. So we made it easy for you to do both. Just go to our BGC Big Deals page and take advantage of all the deals offered by our, excuse me, our affiliates. Offer the station who knows about doing things big, the Big Game Christian Sports Network. On Twitter for the network at BGC Sports 1 for this show. On Twitter, that would be at Shakeback Sports. On Instagram for the network, the or uh, for the network at BGC, BGC Sports One, and for this show, the underscore uh, Shake underscore Back. There you can find us in the world of social media. Also, of course, the TuneIn app where all of our shows are. Podcast link on the BGC sports.net website to check out all of our previous shows as well as all the other great things that are going on with the big game Christian sports network so once again uh, was out last week I do apologize for that had a great time with uh, big day and on point with Charles Boyd and of course the the 47 time stellar award winner himself Cedric Bailey as we were Discussing and arguing and agreeing and disagreeing and all those other things. And I can't forget my, my boy, Corey Hicks, man. He brought the thunder. His 49ers, of course, lost to the, uh, Chiefs in the NFL's, uh, biggest game, the Super Bowl last year. He was in the house and we were just out there, man, having a good old time. That was sponsored by Fork Talk Eatery, where the food is hashtag forking delicious. Okay. So, um, I, I, I am going to get into some NFL here in just a moment, but, I want to touch on the NBA uh, for just a moment. Of course, uh, there are no games being played. And I saw something on, I want to say it was Thursday, regarding the NBA and the possibility of them coming back to play. And really, it's not any better than it was back in March. There are no clo- They are no closer, or they are not any closer to... Finding a possible return date for the league any closer than they were back in March. So when you look at it from the landscape of the momentum, particularly with the Los Angeles Lakers, who was leading the West and the Milwaukee Bucks, who was leading the East. Think back to a a few of the last games that were played before the pandemic hit and shut down everything. The Lakers had just come off of huge wins at home, but on the road <laughs> against the Clippers because they share the same arena. And then at home, but really at home against Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. And I remember the show that week and how I discussed on what it would mean for the Lakers if they were to really just take hold of both of those games and come out vic- victorious. And they went and did what they were supposed to do. They won. But then, as me and Donnie Epting used to say on the hashtag Brothers of Baseball show, 
12s and 6s Monday through Friday right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network with your boy Willie Epstein Jr. As we used to say, but then. And but then came in a way that we have never seen it before with this pandemic. Coronavirus, COVID-19, novel, whatever you want to call it, the stinky, whatever, you, whatever you want to call it, the, uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah. So now should NBA, should, should the NBA turn, return rather? And I heard a report on Thursday also that some franchises, particularly in California, maybe it was the Kings are starting to open up the facilities to where individuals can go in and work out. We'll see how that goes. But should the NBA return? That's a big if at this point because where we are on the calendar suggests a lot of doubt and a lot of innuendo whether or not we're going to even have another uh, uh, another opportunity to, to crown a champion at the end of, of the 2020 season. Um, if they come back, should they go straight to the playoffs? Should they um, play a week's worth of games for those teams that are still jockeying for position and even trying to get in? I'm going to put a poll out there on Twitter, at Shakeback Sports. When the NBA does return, or if the NBA does return, should it go straight to the playoffs, or should it give a week or maybe two weeks or not come back at all? Shakeback Sports on Twitter. Check it out. I'm going to put it out there uh, as soon as we wrap up here. So, I uh, I am a Laker fan. And uh, I think that the Lakers were in prime position to at least get to the Western Conference Finals. And had a great probability of representing the West in the Finals. And I know out east, people seem to think that it was going to be a foregone conclusion that the Bucks were going to get there, and why not? What they've done defensively all year, probably some of the best defense, team defense, that we've seen since those Celtic days, back in 08, 09, and 10, in that era. But Toronto was coming along. Boston was right there. And Miami was right there. So it just, the pandemic, when it struck, it hit at, to me, what you could arguably say as the most exciting run to the end of the regular season that we've seen in quite some time. So I just kind of want to throw that out there a little bit um, as we move on in the show. Got about 11 minutes to go in this second segment. And uh, there's this thing that came out um, this this past week or this uh, <laughs> this week, this past week. And it's the uh, NFL schedule. And um, the NFL, by all accounts, the draft was a success with the um, the uh, the virtual draft. It was a success. I got a chance to witness a little bit of it after we did our thing live from the bunker. Um, but yeah, it, it seemed to be a success. And now, you know, the the, the next phase of the offseason as far as off the field play goes or any type of team activities was the schedule release. That came out on, on Thursday. And they've got some games, and I've got some games that I want to talk about that I think are going to be huge uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, and I'm going to start here. And not because of the teams we expect them to make a run at the playoffs, but because of what we could possibly see from them in the future in terms of making a run for the playoffs. Since, playoffs? Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals 
at Miami Dolphins. Week, uh, I mean, I want to say it's week maybe six, uh, 15, December the 6th. That is going to pit Joe Burrow against the probable starter for the Dolphins at that time, Tua Tagovailoa. So they're going to bring their college rivalry from the SEC in Alabama and LSU to the highest level in professional football. And these two guys, we saw what they did in college. Joe Burrow had the best season ever for any college player that I've ever seen. And Tua Tagovailoa, we know his story. Came off the bench, led the tie to the national championship after getting uh, after taking over for Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah. So you could have the potential faces of the French or the faces of the league, rather, for the next 15 years in this matchup. All right. Texans at Chiefs. That's going to be on a Thursday night. NBC, September the 10th. And we all know what happened last year. The Texans were up 24 to nothing. In <laughs> in the divisional round at Arrowhead at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, and as we said before, but then Patrick Mahomes, that Chiefs offense, Sammy Watkins, um, shoot Damian Williams, Travis Kelsey, all those guys did their thing. They got on the horse and and they they walked them down and they outscored them by like thirty points in route to another victory uh, come from behind victory that is so that is a huge matchup on the docket um, here's another November the 8th and uh, this is because of the history particularly in the Super Bowls from the 70s you had the Pittsburgh Steelers coming down to Dallas to take on the Cowboys and look the Steelers last year we know what they did Mike Tomlin did one incredible job down to his fourth string quarterback and led that team to an eight and eight finish. Ben Roethlisberger's will be back. James, uh, um, uh, oh man, J- James Conner will be back. Mo- probably fully healthy. James Washington, the wide receiver from Oklahoma State, he stepped up his game. And of course, Juju Smith Schuster is looking to show why he is the number one receiver, uh, that he has, uh, Garnered uh, since the since the departure of one Antonio Brown. All right, so another great one, and it is reminiscent of a old rivalry from the '90s, even the '80s for that matter. San Francisco 49ers coming to Dallas. This is a a game that many people are deeming the <laughs> a potential NFC Championship showdown. When you think about it from the standpoint of this of these uh, these two teams, and in the history, Troy Aikman, Steve Young, Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, Jerry Rice, Brent Selleck, Ricky Waters, and 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 so many other people, Deion Sanders for both sides of the or both for both teams during that time, yeah, that's going to be a barn burner as well. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the 49ers come in and keep the Cowboys in the teeth. All right, so. Here we go. Uh, keep going with this. We got about five minutes left to go or six minutes left to go in this segment. Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. And we don't really know who the quarterback is going to be for the Pats, but we do know who it ain't going to be. 
And that's one Tom Brady. He ain't going to be there. And the Ravens will be going up to uh, Foxborough. And this is another highly touted rivalry. Remember last year, the Ravens, uh, I believe it was on Sunday night last year. They just kind of just kicked the, the Patriots in the teeth, 37 to 20. And uh, on route or, or Lamar Jackson in route for the MVP. All right. So keep it on going. Keep it on. Keep it on with this. Tampa Bay Buccaneers open the season in the N.O. And we just talked about Tom Brady, just in case you've been socially distanced from everything to include oxygen. <laughs> Tom Brady is now the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement. And now he's with the Buccaneers as after the Patriots traded, I think it was a seventh round pick and maybe something else. Basically a, a bag of peanuts to the Buccaneers to get the rights for Gronkowski. So now you have Tom Brady. With Chris Godwin on one side, Mike Evans on the other side. You got Gronkowski that can line up outside. He can line up in line. You already have OJ Howard, and you also already have Cameron Brait. They drafted a tackle to help protect Brady on the on his blind side, and they've got a couple of good running backs as well. The Saints. This is probably going to be Drew Brees' last year. I'm going to make that proclamation right now. Yes, I said it. This would be the first ever matchup of quarterbacks that are the all-time leaders one and two in touchdown passes through their career. I think it's almost 1,200 or maybe almost 1,100 between the two of them. So that 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 game right there in New Orleans, first game of the year, that's going to be crazy. All right, let's keep on going. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, <laughs> quarterback that they drafted in the first round, who they traded up to get from Utah State. They are going down to South Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It will be the battle of number 12s again. Aaron Rodgers, probably the most talented arm strength or, or, or arm-wise talented quarterback that I've seen in this generation against arguably or probably the most accomplished in Tom Brady. Uh, this would be, I believe, their fifth no, there'll be their third matchup, their fourth matchup. So this is going to be a, a, a battle of uh, of great quarterbacks, and you can expect some great quarterback play between these two future first ballot Hall of Famers. All right. So we have the Chiefs and the Saints, December 20th. So what this tells me is that the NFC South has the AFC West in the unbalanced line. And... Drew Brees, who many thought should have won the MVP back in 2018, will take on at the actual winner and Super Bowl MVP and MVP from that year, Patrick Mahomes, all the weaponry that those guys have. And what a look when <laughs> when the Chiefs drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of LSU running back, that could have been a more perfect fit for an already team that seemingly has a perfectly unstoppable offense. Because what he can do, and a lot of people didn't think that Edward Solaire was the number one prospect at the running back position goes, but he went first. And that's going to be a, a barn burner as he returns back to Louisiana for that. Um, Chiefs at Buccaneers, that's going to be on November 29th. You know, here we are talking about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady again. Uh, la uh, two years ago in the AFC Championship game in Kansas City, if it wasn't for a D Ford 
jumping offside penalty. We could have very easily seen uh, the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl that year, but he jumped offsides. The Patriots got the ball back, and Patrick Mahomes never saw the ball again, and that was that. And, excuse me, um, another game that I am personally looking forward to because it belo- it involves my beloved Raiders, and it involves the New Orleans Saints. So, the New Orleans Saints will travel to Las Vegas? Yeah, I'm still having a hard time with that one, ladies and gentlemen, but it's all good. Las Vegas Raiders will open up Allegiant Stadium in week two after going on the road to face the Carolina Panthers in week one in Charlotte. They come back home and take on the Saints at home, opening up Allegiant Stadium, and the buzz is going to be there. I can already feel it. Uh, there's a lot of buzz around what the Raiders have done in the offseason, in the draft. Got four quality wide receivers or playmakers uh, headed by Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama. You know, you can make the argument on whether or not they should have gone with Judy, who was available. They could have gone with maybe uh, Jordan Jefferson, who was available. And I actually saw something on Twitter, I believe it was, on Tuesday that said uh, <laughs> Jordan Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU, uh, kind of came out and, and, and trolled the Raiders a little bit for passing on him. But I don't think, I, as a matter of fact, I can tell you for a fact that Jefferson was never really on the board for the Raiders. So Derek Carr still there. Josh Jacobs still there. The defense has been revamped with some veterans. Littleton came up from the Rams. And uh, look, Jonathan Abrams going to come back from the season-ending shoulder injury that he had last year. He's going to be definitely an impact player on defense. So I am looking forward to that. All right, so that's going to wind it down for segment two. Come on back on the other side of the break, man. We're going to get into some more real-life stuff uh, that took place out here in Texas. Shake Back Sports Show. Big day! Willie Epstein Jr., Big Game Chris Sports Network, man. Y'all come back and holler at us. We welcome you back to the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Sports fans all around the globe, what is going on? To the dopest engineer on the rock. Big day, what's happening? Willie Epstein Jr. back with you guys. Third and final segment of this episode, which is being brought to you by Fork Talk Eatery. Can't remember what a home-cooked meal tastes like. Want a meal just like mama's? Well, Fork Talk Eatery will have your mouth smacking and your fork talking. They've got catfish, they've got ribs, and all the other fixings, man. So make sure you check out their Facebook page as well as their Instagram page or call them at 469-358-5241 and place your order today. Uh, it, look, the food there at Fork Talk Eatery is hashtag forking delicious. So uh, just in case you missed it in the second segment, talked about some games of note as the NFL season has been or the uh, the schedule rather has been released with some notable games. I actually want to kind of piggyback on that um, from the uh, the first segment, or I'm sorry, from the second segment. And there are some other notable games that I didn't mention. Uh, we have the New York Giants taking on the Cleveland Browns at uh, what is it? I forgot the name of the stadium out there in Cleveland. It's not I almost said Municipal Stadium, but it's not that. Um, whatever the name of the stadium is out there in Cleveland. So that would be the revenge game for 
Odell Beckham Jr. against his former mates. Uh, at some point in the season, I think the, uh, the Rams will be taking on the Falcons. And as we know, Ty Gurley was cut by the Rams after inking the largest contract in running back or in NFL history for a running back. That has since, of course, been surpassed by Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers. And at some point in the season, I don't have the week in front of me, but Jimmy Garoppolo and the NFC champion 49ers will be doing battle against the New England Patriots. Jimmy G versus probably Jared Stidham, unless something crazy happens with Matt Stafford from Detroit or what have you. So those are a couple other games of note as well. Oh yeah. Also Melvin Gordon. He, he went from one team in AFC West to another team. He's of course now with the Broncos and they will face twice once in LA in that new stadium out there. I think it's, um, SoFi, SoFi Stadium out there in Los Angeles or Carson or wherever it is. Uh, so they'll be facing off two times, at least two times in the AFC West. Melvin Gordon running back for the Denver Broncos and as quiet as it's kept the Denver Broncos have quietly assembled themselves a squad particularly on offense seems like John Elway finally got it right with a quarterback with Drew Locke former quarterback from Missouri he's got Cortland Sutton on one side he's got uh, KJ Hamler from uh, from Penn State he also got um, I want to say oh it was uh, it wasn't Judy. Judy went to Dallas. He got another big, uh, another great wide receiver uh, threat out of college. I can't think of the name right now. Of course, they have Philip Lindsay in the backfield along with Gordon. The defense is still going to be stout with Von Miller. Thank God that he's gotten over the coronavirus on one side, and Bradley Chubb on the other side. So they are uh, they're going to be formidable as well. And in that same matchup. Chris Harris, one-time member of the no-fly zone in the, in the defensive backfield for the Broncos. He is now with the Chargers, so that will be a revenge game on both sides for Gordon as well as Harris. So, I just wanted to kind of touch on that just a little bit. Um, also, yeah, let me give out the the uh, social media information again for the network on Twitter at BGC Sports dot, uh, at BGC Sports one rather and for Instagram also at BGC Sports one and for Insta uh, for Twitter for the network BGC Sports one and for this show the the underscore shake I'm sorry shake back sports at shake back sports on uh, on Instagram or on Twitter for this show and for um excuse me, for for Twitter or for Instagram, the underscore shake underscore back. All right, so I said I wanted to get into some real-life stuff. Again, we kind of sandwiched the real-life stuff uh, in the first segment with the with the tragic killing of uh, of the young man uh, in South Georgia. Um, we talked about that at length. That actually took the entire first segment, and then we got into some football talk, some basketball talk in the second segment, and a little bit here in the third segment. But now, I'm going to wrap up the show by talking about the <laughs> the uh, the opening up of the economy here in Texas. That took place, what, about a, a, a week or so ago. And people are... Uh, are, are split behind it. You can imagine business owners and small business owners readily accepted the news that they were going to be able to go back to work. And let's just start right there. 
because this story has gotten national leagues because of number one, it took place here probably what many consider to be the epicenter or if not the second epicenter of Texas that that happened here in Dallas and this was Dallas salon owner Shelly Luther who is the owner of uh, Salon Alamode in Dallas was uh, fined or actually she was jailed she was given a seven day jail sentence by judge uh, in, in Dallas County um, for violating Greg Abbott's order for salons barbershops nail techs nail spots massage parlors all that for um <laughs> for opening up her shop before the time was uh before the time had elapsed so the the scene was set and the judge sentenced her to 7 days in jail and the judge got all kinds of flack for basically doing his job doing his job which was to enforce the order that came from a position of authority that's higher than his that came from Governor Greg Abbott himself so she, she was fined $7,000 and jailed and uh, for in charge for contempt of court and Judge Eric Moyer did not throw her necessarily in jail for opening up. It was because she refused to apologize. Now, I don't look. She does look. He 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 made the decision that he thought fit that incident. I don't have a problem with her going to jail. I don't have a problem with her getting fined. What I do have a problem with is this. Just because this judge is a blue judge, meaning he's a Democrat, and Texas is a red state, meaning it's Republican, these conservatives, and I said this in a conversation with one of my good friends from high school just on Friday. D. Price, we talked uh, about these things as far as um, uh, the things that are going on right now. And one thing that I said to her was, that it doesn't matter to me if you're a liberal. It doesn't matter if you're a conservative. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Pure and simple. Okay? So now, the governor who issued the order of these businesses not opening was the same administration who said, get her out of jail. And then praised her for her actions. So then Senator Ted Cruz goes on live on Facebook live on CBS 11 here in Dallas. And I'm pretty sure some other stations as well, but that's the one that I saw saying how she did the right thing and how all of Texas is standing behind her and how what she did is an inspiration to Americans all across the country. And she spoke for small business owners everywhere. Uh, 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 no, no, no. You, Senator Ted Cruz, are out of pocket. You, Senator Ted Cruz, are out of line. 
You, Senator Ted Cruz, are wrong. You're wrong for the fact that the the and my wife said this on Friday as well. We were talking about it. Um, it was it was being shown on CNN. I don't know who the correspondent was, but they basically said that how in the world are you going to enforce an order and then let this happen? You just took all your authority away. So what are you? What what kind of message are you sending? Texas ain't like this. Texas has some of the most strict drug laws in the United States. Texas has the death penalty or capital punishment. Okay. Texas has out of everybody that I'm associated with that lives in other states has the strictest child support enforcement policy in the country so now you're saying that because this woman and I don't know this woman I mean you know shout out to her she got what she wanted uh, but so now you're saying that it's okay for a state that has all of these tough restrictions laws policies and whatnot on these other areas you're now saying it is okay to defy the governor's order you're you're you are you are co-signing you are promoting the fact that it's okay to defy what the authority says and greg abbott is the man right he's the governor he's the leader of the state so aside from the fact that this woman has uh, accumulated more than $500,000 in her GoFundMe account. She said, and I heard her speak on Friday as well, she said that, uh, and I'm not quoting, I'm paraphrasing of course, but she said it's not right for people in power to abuse it. And I was like, wait, what? You you got you got to be kidding me. And if you go to CBS 11's Facebook page and pull up the video where Senator Ted Cruz was talking and then this woman started talking, you'll see all of the comments. And you know, it's 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 just a it, it, I'm I'm so irate over this, not because of the woman got the money but because of these leaders are saying one thing but they're turning around and allowing something else it's like it's okay to break the rules and i'm not going to get into i'm not going to get into a race war with that because that has nothing to do with race it's about what it, it's about what's right and what's wrong and political figures Democrats, Republicans alike, I don't care what party you're affiliated with, they are going to stand shoulder to shoulder with each other no matter what. And that that sickens me because if you're a Democrat and you're wrong, I'm going to call you out as being wrong. If you are a Republican and you're doing wrong, I'm going to call you out as being wrong. Period. So, you know, the businesses were able to open up on Friday, salons, 
barbershops. I can't wait to get my hair cut because I look like a woolly wolf. Um, but yeah, they're open back up. And uh, now this woman has over 500 G's, 500 stacks in a GoFundMe account of which she says she's going to distribute to people in her business and people that are suffering down in Laredo, which is a very, very conservative venue down there. Actually, it's very liberal down there. So it's very liberal in that venue, those 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 border venues. Very liberal out there. And uh, you know, I'm sure we haven't heard the end of this. And uh stay tuned to us on Twitter at BGC Sports as well as at Shakeback Sports Man for our continuing opinions about these situations that are going on. Oh, and I wanted to touch one on one other thing is we got less than a minute left to go in this show, in this episode. One other thing I wanted to touch on um that I was talking about earlier. The two kid, the the <laughs> the two guys uh, out in South Florida in Glen County. Of course, we're talking about the uh, the killing of Mr. Arbery and the uh, assailants Gregory Michael and his son Travis. Just to kind of show you where we are in a society, and you know, shout out to these people for exercising their constitutional right, whether you agree with it or not. This is where we are. They have created a page for these guys on Facebook that has over 88,000 members. So, I don't know. We'll see what's going to go take place from there. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there to include my mom, Nettie, and my wife, Patrice, and my boy's mom, Lakeishan. Uh, thank you guys for rocking with me on this episode. Coming on up on the other side of the break is From Press Box to Press Roll with my boy, Donald Ware. For Big Day, the dopest engineer in the game, Willie F. Teen Jr., Shakeback Sports Show, man. Y'all come on back and holler at us. Peace out, love. Take care of yourself. Hug one another, and we'll holler at y'all again real soon. <laughs>